Hi, welcome back to On the Level Leadership. And um, this week I want to cover the notion of how 360 assessments can fail us as leaders and in organizations. I had a little video a couple of weeks ago that talked about the value of a 360 and why you should consider getting one. Well, this week I want to look at how a 360 can fail you if things aren't done properly. Well, everybody out there in the YouTube world or podcast world, welcome to this week's uh, episode of On the Level Leadership, where I talk a little bit about the reasons why a 360 assessment can fail you. There are other reasons I am sure out there, if you do a Google search on how a 360 degree assessment can fail you, I'm sure you'll find something out there that is beyond these five, but I just wanted to bring these five to your attention today. So the first reason I want to talk about this week around how a 360 degree assessment can fail you either as a leader or within an organization is that sometimes the leadership just doesn't buy into the notion of a 360. For good reasons or bad, uh, 360 degree assessments, if um, are not done properly, can really leave a bad taste in people's mouths. And so depending on that leader's experience or the organizational experience in the adoption of these kinds of assessments, if they were improperly done in the past and created very negative vibes, then they probably aren't going to buy into it. Another reason is that 360s can really cause a sense of vulnerability and leaders are often resistant to hearing the bad things. They, they don't want to hear how they're failing somehow as a leader. They don't want to hear about their weaknesses. They only want to hear the praise and adulation of those around them. And so I know that, um, I'm being a bit facetious here because, you know, I know personally I've done this and I know that other leaders I know do this, but we all sometimes um, struggle with our egos as leaders because, you know, we're in charge, we have responsibility, we're highly accountable, we have all of this money we're managing or these projects we're leading and we have a lot of things going on in our lives and people look to us to really hold things in place and be accountable and responsible. So, Sometimes all that can kind of get to our heads and um, our egos can get a little out of control. And so when they do, we tend to not want to hear about the weaknesses because that really kind of bruises our egos. But the reality is, is 360s do have benefits. We can grow as leaders having them done. Um, but I can understand why sometimes that could be a factor in management not wanting to buy into it. The other piece, too, is if it, HR is driving it rather than the executive leadership cadre, if HR is pushing for this and the executive leadership is not pushing for this, then there could be a bit of a mismatch or a corporate culture issue there that is kind of driving the reason why there's this disconnect between what HR wants the group to do and what the executive cadre wants to do. So I think just a careful assessment of the resistance to these 360s is kind of important to drive out why you're not interested in doing this because 360s do have very significant value and have a real source of strength. And if you lose, use, for example, the LPI 360 or the Leadership Practices Inventory from Cousins and Posner slash Wiley Publishing House, it's based on years and years of research. So it's got some positive reasons why you would want to do that uh, to get a baseline on your leadership behaviors. So Anyway, buy-in is a big issue. So if you don't have buy-in, likelihood is the 360 assessment is going to fail. The second reason why uh, a 360 can fail you as a leader or in an organization is the fact that it really should not be used as a punitive measure or to address a negative performance review rather than, than in growth situations because it serves to only create more defensiveness 
And if there's a qualitative component to the assessment, it could really open the door to really negative language and feedback to be offered up in that situation, uh, which then gets shared with the candidate. So the idea here is to use it for growth opportunity rather than as part of an annual performance review process. 360 should really be positioned as there to help them grow, to potentially help them grow so they can be considered for promotion or to help them be more successful as a leader in leading their team. So this whole process should be constructive, not destructive to that individual. So the third item in this list would be the focus on weaknesses rather than strengths. Um, It's human nature to focus on the negative. So whether you do an LPI 360 or use some other 360 uh, assessment mechanism out there, if your main focus is on the negativity of it, it just feeds into the vulnerability of that leader. Uh, And it sets up the leader for not wanting to really participate in the process, quite frankly. Again, the focus should be on strengths because we all know that strengths, when turned way up, can become weaknesses. And so the idea of doing these assessments is to get a sense of what behaviors are they demonstrating regularly. Maybe there's behaviors they're demonstrating too much of that they need to dial back, not enough of that they need to dial up. So the idea here is to have them assessed to establish a baseline. And then from there, you know, really focus on where they can leverage their strengths to help pick up the areas perhaps that they're not demonstrating as frequently. One of the things that I've often been told is that if I'm not careful, I can cross the line of assertion to aggression. So assertiveness is not a bad thing. In fact, you want a leader to be assertive, to have an opinion, to state the opinion, to state the facts, to be comfortable speaking and defending their position. But what happens is if you turn that strength up too far, it crosses the line and becomes aggressive in nature and it comes off in a very different way with a very different tone. So learning how to turn, dial up and dial down these strengths and weaknesses is really a part of the leadership growth process. This next one is, uh, is tricky because it's all about confidentiality. As a nurse, I'm quite familiar with the concept of confidentiality, in particular when it comes to health information and what we own and what we don't own and what we can share and what we can't share. But I can tell you that anonymity in these kinds of assessments, if it's not maintained, can really uh, destroy the trust of an organization or of that leader in the organization. The leader might be concerned about how that information is used. So if a coach comes in or a company comes in and is about to do a 360, they might be concerned that the results of that 360 might negatively impact their performance assessment. It might negatively impact whether they get a bonus or not. They may be worried about their next promotion, and they might be worried that this 360 might throw them off the rails a little bit. So it's going to be really important, especially if you're a coach here or a consultant coming in and doing this work, that you you have a careful conversation with the person doing the assessment about confidentiality and how their confidentiality would be respected. This can be a little bit tenuous when it comes to you being hired by an organization to do a bunch of assessments of their leadership, because the if they're paying for you to come in and do the assessments, they're going to be curious and interested in what the results are and how they can support those leaders in their development. You're going to have to have that careful collaborative conversation to make sure that everybody agrees on the level of information that's shared, how it's shared, who it's shared to, and what the use of that information will be for so that everybody's comfortable in the process. Uh, It's really also super important that we maintain confidentiality for the observers or the people who are actually providing the assessments of that leader within the 360 assessment. This is in particular, I'm speaking specifically about direct reports and colleagues. If there's a particular toxicity issue within the corporate culture or this leader has had some issues in the past with some of these employees, the employees may not feel safe to give an honest and open assessment of that leader's 
behaviors and, and in how they show up. And so you might not get a true picture of that leader's capacity or capabilities, or I should say, a demonstration of their leadership uh, behaviors. So it's really important that the observers themselves feel safe in doing so. And again, the notion of ensuring confidentiality with those individuals, their names are not shared, they're only given a number. The data can still be collated and put together and developed and provide feedback form in the form of a, of a, um, a report, but that their name specifically doesn't show up so that they don't feel like if they have a very negative perspective on this assessment, that they're somehow career limited because of it. And the last and final way that a 360 assessment can fail the leader of the organization is if no leadership development plan or action plan is developed. Just like in emergency management, which I was a part of for the better part of 20 years of my career, we would often develop emergency management response plans. And those plans are regularly and routinely tested, validated, tweaked, redrafted, recrafted, and over time, they're constantly tested, validated, and on occasion, a real event actually tests or validates the plans. And as they say, no plan ever, um, no plan ever survives the first, you know, minute of action or whatever, however that phrase goes, it's true. That said, though, if you don't have a sense of direction of where you're going as a leader, where, where, what areas you should be developing, what areas you should be focusing on, what activities or behaviors should you be trying to demonstrate more frequently, when you should be doing it, in what circumstances you should be doing it, the timelines that you want to see these improvements in, and then have a bit of a retest or reassessment, a quick 360 recheck, maybe six, eight months or 12 months later, then I feel like you're failing that leader or you're failing yourself as a leader, not getting those sort of regular routine reassessments and check-ins. To me, having a leadership development plan is just one key piece. You can develop a plan, but if it sits on a bookshelf somewhere and nothing happens to it, it doesn't get built into your annual performance review. You don't have a conversation about your tangible action items on this plan with your boss on a regular basis. You don't have a coach to help you keep, stay accountable to how you want to grow as a leader. Then frankly, a year is going to go by. You're going to be like, oh, I learned all these really great things, but nothing's going to change because remember, no action, no plan means no action. No action means no results. No results means no change. And so you're not going to change as a leader. You're not going to change in how you uh, lead a team. You're not going to change the organizational culture in any way. You're not going to have any influence in how your team comes up with a strategic inspired vision. Like nothing will change unless you have a plan that is regularly routinely reviewed with either your manager or coach over time to make sure that you're staying accountable to what you've just agreed to doing. So there you have it. Those are five things that can happen if a 360 uh, degree assessment is not used properly or how it can fail you as a leader or in an organization. I want to thank you for watching if it's on YouTube and I want to thank you for listening if you're doing this via podcast. I really do appreciate you being here. If you're on YouTube and you really like this content, feel free to subscribe, leave a comment down below or give it a good like because it does help this channel out. And if it's a podcast that you're listening to, make sure to follow this podcast because I am here every week to talk about leadership and or coaching content to help you be the best leader you can be. And finally, if you're interested in what a 360 is all about and whether or not you'd like to have one yourself, or if you're a leader in your organization who would like to hire someone to come in and do some 360s, I'm open for business for that. You can feel free to take check out my links down below. I have two offers available for you. One is just for the assessment and the other one includes some coaching. Take a look at those and feel free to email me if you have any further questions or concerns. Anyway, thanks again for being here this week. I do hope to see you next week. Until next time.